people want to believe. We just tell each other, just read the Bible. But what happens when it isn't so easy to understand? This is No God. You are listening to the No God Podcast. I am Micah, and I am here with... Your mom, Sandy. And your dad, Tony. (laughs) How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. Good. Yeah. How about you? Not too bad. Any highlights for your week? Well, the highlight is reorganizing. Oh, yes. The garage. garage. Which we'll have to show you that after we're done. Wow. We are clearing out and reorganizing, and it's going to be very nice, I think. Right. And this is kind of stimulated and kind of triggered, let's use the word triggered, by the fact that we moved from two cars down to one car. Mm-hmm. And now we have more flexibility in the garage because it was really jam-packed. Mm-hmm. And so we're taking the opportunity to also cull things down, which is mm. not a bad thing to do. And so we, in the last four days, have made a lot of progress. There's more work to be done, but the structure of it, its reorganization mm-hmm. is done. That means moving shelves, Moving, you know, moving how things are, where and how things are organized. And now it's a matter of continuing to cull down some areas. Yeah, the neighbors are probably all thinking, they must be moving. (laughs) (laughs) I am. Nope. I am not surprised that the highlight of your week is organization. (laughs) Well, highlight. We put this off because we've been doing a lot of great fun yard work. Yes, Again, the word work in and fun in the same sentence. Mm Mm-hmm. But yes, you're right, the garage. And you know what, though? We have your interests at heart. Aww. We know that if and whenever that time comes, could be a long time away, that you have to deal with all of our stuff without our help. Yep. <laughs> so we're going to just keep we're just every try few to make years it a little looking easier. through again so that you guys aren't bombarded. Simplifying. 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 That's right. But we are not down to only only owning 99 things. I read that in an article once, that somebody only owned 99 things. Well, that that's confusing. Like, So would like, a pair of scissors count as two things instead of a pair? Well, I was thinking, oh okay, so are they counting you know, their underwear, yes. their socks? Yes. Their... Is socks oh one thing or two goodness. things? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> if you own one Lego set, is that one Lego set or 99 pieces of Lego set? Wow. Okay, that's enough of that. You know what? <laughs> that article didn't address that. But, you know. That is weird, though. It's a great it's a great thing to aspire to, to consider what you can do without. <laughs> yep. But with our No God podcast and our Patreon page, uh-huh. I do a lot of research and I have a lot of my tools, which are books and files. And there's actually, we don't have them inside the house. Not a lot of it. Or not all of it. Let's just say that. And so that was part of. It's like going to the library. Like yeah. there's a little tiny segment of the garage that's actually like my library. And mm-hmm. a tiny segment of this very room we're in is also a library. Right. But it actually kind of looks like a library. Yeah, but that's true. Whereas the other place is going to look like archives. Library. Oh. Archives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has a library and archives. <laughs> so how do we uh, get from here to transition to what we're actually talking <laughs> Well, Well... We, I don't know for sure, except to say that, you know, over the last number of podcasts, we talked about a lot of different aspects of mindfulness. And then we uh, talked about how not only just mindfulness in ourselves, but then mindfulness within our creation, which Mm -hmm. was our last podcast. 
And so this one, you know, everybody figures that at some point a Christian podcast ought to have something about prayer. And so kind of a segue or kind of like moving from mindfulness into another aspect of prayer that, because prayer is, I mean, you could, I'm sure people have podcasts that are only about prayer. Yeah. But in this case, I want it to transition into things that wear people down that a good, a better approach or a new approach to prayer might help. Like mindfulness helps a person let go of some preconceived things, let go of stresses, and to just be in the moment. Uh, I'm going to, I, I thought about this, and we just want to talk, in essence, about, you know, heartfelt and intimate prayer without it realize, without it kind of getting confused. And so that's okay. where I'm going. Heartfelt and intimate prayer. All right, let's jump right in. Okay, so Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16, 17, and 18, some very short verses. Of course, he didn't put the verse numbers in there, but it just says this in English. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So pray always, pray everywhere, pray anytime kind of thing. It's funny because that's the NIV, and the NIV takes a little bit of uh, nuance with translation because it actually more literally says what um, the New American Standard Bible and the Revised Standard Version says, which is pray without ceasing. So where, where NIV says pray all the time, continually, mm-hmm. it actually says don't stop praying. Huh. That's really what it says. A nuance. Yeah, but it, it, that is a difference. But, you know, a person who is who is wanting to know God, to experience God closely, and we hear the verse like that, what's what's some misunderstandings that can happen with pray continually or pray without ceasing, never stop praying? What's that, what's that put in your mind as something that somebody could misunderstand about that? Um, you could think it means you have to pray out loud constantly. All right. Yes, that. It could mean... You don't think about anything else except praying. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I see that. So you don't even live life. Right. You just I'm... sit and pray with your eyes closed and hands folded. Okay. There you go. So these verses that seem so simple when we first read them have have created some interesting ways that people have applied it into their lives. And that creates some problems. And so the idea of never stop praying gives us the idea that the ideal practice then is that somehow we are spontaneously and impromptu always thinking of prayers that we're talking to God about. Mm. And I find a lot of people, in other words, you know, just that the next thing in my thought, I might have said something to you, but the next thing in my brain is I'm talking to God. Mm-hmm. And that is not the case for most people. But we create this whatever impression and expectation that this is how it's going to be. That is, we're just always impromptu and constantly talking to God. And I'm not saying some people don't do that, but I'm just saying that that expectation sometimes then just makes a person give up. Right. Because, right. oh, I didn't, even, I didn't even think about God today. Good grief, I failed the easiest test in the Bible. You know, whatever, easiest. So the tension, though, because the, so then we could say, well, then you need to have stops, like because you can make a little reminder on your phone or whatever, you, and stop and pray. And then it is, what happens with a lot of people when we try to stop and pray? Get what distracted. Is? Okay, we can get distracted. What do we say when we pray? 
depends. <laughs> so what's a go-to? What are you saying? What I'm saying is that for me, I just go, help, help me out, God. In other words, there's really not, and, and I can say that same few words frequently. Mm. Or, you know, thank you, Jesus. Although <laughs> that can be done. That can be done either sincerely or kind of like just an exclamation. So other phrases then can, other little tiny short prayers can end up being actually repetitive. Okay. Right. Not actually saying what is going on inside of me. Jesus pointed out to his disciples in Matthew chapter 6, he said, when you pray, don't keep on babbling like the pagans, Don't, uh, for they think that they'll be heard because of their many words. Uh, don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. And so that always feels like, oh, good, I don't even have to ask God because He already knows it. And so then this, then there's this like, oh, God already knows it, so I don't need to say it. But over here it says, pray all the time. Okay, what's going on here? So there's this kind of thing. And really, there's a common sense answer to that is, we just want to become more and more aware of God. And we also want to actually talk to God in ways that are natural and normal and casual and impromptu. But even sometimes in that, a person can come into a life experience or even just in a moment of a day that they really need something, a prayer that is like someone else put it together and they just say the words mm. and kind of reset their mind. Again, when we think about mindfulness, sometimes we need something to get ourselves out of our thought stream and interrupt that stream and come to a mindful moment. So that's where we're going with this podcast is some sources of places to find prayers that can guide. Also affirming the fact that Jesus didn't say you shouldn't pray a prayer that someone else has prayed. He's just saying you shouldn't babble on thinking that by saying a lot of words, that's going to impress God. Right. And so then immediately at that point in the scriptures, this is in the Sermon on the Mount, what did Jesus do? He gave his disciples a model prayer that we call the Lord's Prayer. Oh. So he says, don't pray like them, but instead pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, and yeah. you know the rest. But how many times would a Christian or a person praying that prayer be accused of just babbling words, thinking that if they keep saying the same words over and over, that God's going to somehow listen to them. Mm. So there is, there's no fail safe on this in the sense that, well, I should never pray any prayer that's a guide. And in fact, some people make a big deal about the fact that this is not the Lord's prayer. Jesus didn't call it his prayer. He just said, when you pray, pray like this. He didn't say, pray this. Okay, okay. And so therefore, since he didn't say pray this, we shouldn't be praying that. <laughs> because then we are just babbling words. Well, it's only babbling words if you are just babbling. If you're thinking about it and you're, you know, sincerely talking yeah. to God with the words. You can babble by reciting something or babble by just, you know, saying a lot of nothing. Mm -hmm. Well, there's the whole point of this podcast, actually is that it can be guided and be babbling. It can also just be what's coming in my own mind and actually end up being babbling because it's the same old refrains that I always say when yeah. I'm praying. Well, babbling, I always think it usually happens when you really, your brain's really not connected. The mouth is going else. and you're just babbling. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Us, yeah, to put us on the spot, an example, when you are at, or when you decide that you're going to pray before a meal out loud to with a people sitting at your table, and either you're going to pray it or you're going to ask someone else to pray it, what is, it? since our family is not in the custom of having a memorized meal prayer, right? what happens? I usually end up making a joke in the middle of the prayer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know for myself, I will often have a similar five or six catchphrases that are in almost every prayer at a meal. And, and, right. and the times I, I, I kick myself afterwards, go, oh, what are you doing? You know. And that's one of the reasons I, I love, like, when, I, when you ask me to suddenly pray right before that, I, I love to bring whatever ridiculous thing we were just talking about beforehand into the prayer. Just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just feels, feels nice to include it. Right. Well, and it's still so easy to just say the same things, even though maybe it's not in the same order, memorize, like a memorized prayer, but where anytime it's your turn to pray, that it's kind of very similar. I'm not saying you. Yeah. you using you as us, mm-hmm. you know. The editorial you. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's one of the reasons. I, I don't know if you know. I like to mention why I'm excited for the food that you've made recently. So then it's not just thanking God for the food, it's thanking God for these amazing tacos that I'm really excited to eat and want to eat right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we are, as a family, and many people that we do church with, are used to the more impromptu, unprepared, yeah. unwritten prayers. But there are many prayers in the Bible that are given to us as models or and have been used through the centuries as just a prayer that someone is going to pray to help guide them along. Mm -hmm. And I would contend that those can be just as heartfelt and just as intimate as impromptu prayers. I agree. Now, as I was working on this, I got a little carried away with my notes. uh, And I kind of... uh, That's not surprising. I dropped your mother into the kind of like into the mix on this through our shared document. And she goes, wow, you got... A lot of stuff here. <laughs> so what we're going to do, but really what we want to do is we kind of we kind of want to give a sampling to people about some ideas without going through every detail of an example of a prayer. Right. And so yeah. we are going to use the you know consider in, if we're thinking about doing a memorized guided prayer that's written that kind of helps us move along in a meditative way or or maybe in a fresh way kind of thing, uh, then. We want to take some guidance from the Bible, so we're going to look at prayer and scripture that sometimes we do word for word, sometimes we just we use it as a guide and we create our own words seeing that pattern. And in fact, this is this is kind of near and dear to me because as a high school kid, when I first found faith in Christ personally, and I and someone suggested to me that I use the Psalms as a guide, and the truth is that some of the Psalms aren't a very good guide, weren't a very good guide for me at that time. But I kind of persistently plotted through there and I do it now. And now that I'm much more familiar with the Bible, I know some go-to places that have helped me. But I would encourage anybody listening to find your own go-to places. But we're going to give you some models here out of the Psalms of how to do this. So let me jump in first. Psalm 3, New Living Translation, 
it goes like this. It's a Psalm of David, so we know that he's the one that did it when he was fleeing from his son Absalom. So this is a crisis kind of moment for him. And so then he just starts the prayer off with, Oh Lord, I have so many enemies, so many that are against me, so many that are saying God will never rescue him. That's how that prayer starts. But you, O oh Lord, so here's a contrast, but you, O oh Lord, are a shield around me. You're my glory, and you're the one that holds my head high. Now, that psalm goes on, and as a high school kid, and I would even say just now, if I were, if I was facing a challenge, I would kind of translate that from enemies to challenge. and mm -hmm. say, man, I've got so many challenges at the moment. So I would just use that. Lord, I've got so many challenges that are just coming up against me. And there are many people that are just waiting for me to fail, that, that God's not going to help them. He's on the wrong track or something like that. I mean, I, I might be praying that. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me. And in praying this psalm, I might even just pause and kind of approach it mindfully in the sense of, you, O Lord, are a shield around me. And maybe even say it again. Not afraid that I'm babbling repetitive words because at this point, I'm trying to get my heart in tune with this prayer pattern. Right. So that's an example of what we're talking about. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop that one. Psalm 5 then, and again, one of the ways that I did this was I was encouraged as a college student preparing for ministry mm -hmm. to, by one of our professors, um, and I'll give credit, he, he's, he's no longer on this earth, he's already gone on to heaven, but Paul Marins, who was a professor, and he was famous as he taught some of the freshman, sophomore, entry-level classes, he, did, I mean, he taught a lot of different classes, but those he always introduced coloring in your Bible. Ah. Oh, yes. And he had the color the code color thing. Code. Yep. That was, and so I started going through Psalms with my crayons. Um, <laughs> and you, you then highlight things that are about God or about prayer and stuff like that. So that's how I found these. And it kind of echoes way back to that part of my life. But so Psalm 5 is, again, it's a Psalm of David um, to be accompanied by the flute. Mm. So now I don't play the flute. Well, but yeah, this tells you, I you know what? I have a flute, but I can't play yeah. it. <laughs> but it introduces that concept that sometimes prayer is okay to figure out just some, if a person is a musician, mm -hmm. they just create some music with it while they're praying it. Do you remember the things that I put to music oh. ditties? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking Do I they come all to you? <laughs> Constantly. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is one of them. So let's hear you sing it. Oh, no. No, just start it off there. Right there. You remember that one? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Shout of joy to the Lord of the earth. <laughs> Worship the Lord with gladness. Come, Come before him with joyful songs. That's pretty good. Know that the Lord is <laughs> it's God. Good. It is he who is <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> I remember. And that was just a random first one. You didn't even have to find oh, the final song. I which, had a bunch. Which one is it? Psalm 100. Psalm 100. Okay. So that's not, if you look at those words, they're not exactly addressed to God. It's actually addressed to the earth. Yeah. Or, mm -hmm. you know, inhabitants mm -hmm. of the earth, the whole earth, the whole creation. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's more so again, when we're stuff. encouraging people to look at a psalm, use it as a guide for prayer, you know what? Don't Don't become too literal with, well, this is actually not a prayer. This is encouraging people to pray. Well, we're just kind of all joining together yeah. in this kind of moment. Well, this one is actually a prayer. Do you remember that one? They might have to sing all these. 
for you. Yeah, but this isn't the beginning of it, is it? No. No. Uh, I praise you because fearfully wonderful. I can't remember the song without the beginning of it. Let <laughs> me see that. Which song is it? You created my inmost being. You yeah. knit me together in my mother's womb. So you're mm-hmm. actually talking to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it. Psalm 139, yeah, right? Psalm 139. Yes. But you had Psalm 5. Did you ever say that one? Uh, no, not mm-hmm. yet. Let me, let me get back to it. Um, Psalm 5 then. Those are a lot of notes. Psalm 5. Well, uh, but I've got them highlighted, so yes. I know what I'm doing here. I, I know what I'm doing. Oh, brother, that's a funny statement. People, listeners can decide if they think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Verse 1 of this Psalm 5 um, goes like this. Oh, Lord, hear me as I pray. So that's an interesting creative way to start and just saying, God, listen to me. Well, Lord, hear me as I pray. But you could paraphrase it with God, please listen to me. That kind of thing. But it, again, also when we use these psalms and other places in scriptures, it sometimes elevates us back up to a little more of a reverence yeah. as we're right. addressing God. And sometimes that's a good place to be. Right. You know, I mean, the fact that Jesus, the Son of God, came and he is, he is our advocate and he is our brother and we can just chat with him is such an important thing to embrace. But then there's also the aspect of prayer that just kind of goes... Okay, Lord, I know that you are like a big deal. Yeah. You know? And so, pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. Now, this is restating the same thing a couple of different ways. I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning, I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. I've often mm-hmm. used that as kind of a beginning in a morning prayer. I had put it on a card like your mother has done with cards. And, and just as a guide to just say, you know, it's what's one thing to say, okay, I've got, I, I mean, I need to talk to the Lord about some things this morning. But to then start the prayer with, and God, I'm just, I'm going to let you know about this thing that's going on. And I'm waiting expectantly to see what you choose to do about this. So again, Psalm 5 is a model of raising ourselves up to a little bit of a reverent approach, but also still an interesting statement of expectation. And how many times, sometimes we plead with the Lord in prayer, almost like an agonizing, uh, begging kind of prayer, whereas he's saying, I'm laying before you what's on my heart and looking to you expectantly. And just that phrasing helps bring me back to a mindful moment of whatever you want to call it. Positivity, it's it's expectation that good is going to happen. But there's nothing wrong with the agonizing prayer. Not at all, because yes. the Psalms are full of those as well. Exactly. I think that's kind of what you're saying is that there isn't a one-size-fits-every-moment prayer. Like having different ways of connecting to God, the reverent, the the casual, the pleading, the expectant, the positive. Having all of them is good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I know that for myself, it sometimes is helpful. Like I, I just have a sense that I'm getting a little dull or I'm getting a little uh, foggy in my perception of, of God or my experience of God. And so I go back to the Psalms and other places in the Bible. It's not just Psalms. 
and I just kind of reset. And so that's what I'm encouraging people to consider is that in prayer, there is a reset button that's really handy to us, and that's the scriptures. Right. So that's Psalm 5. Psalm 8, I'll just mention it in the sense that it starts off with, it's, it's kind of like almost like one of those, like somebody's excited about the day, and they just want to talk to God about how excited they are. So, oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic, how your majestic name, I'm, you know what I'm mixing how up here. How majestic is your name <laughs> I'm and mixing all translations here. <laughs> oh Lord, our God, your majestic name fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. And what caused this to go? Verse 3, when I look at the night sky and I see the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars that you set in place, what are mere mortals that you th should think about them? And so this is for the stargazer person, Psalm 8. It's like a person that sits outside in the summertime or even in the wintertime because you can see the stars better in the winter because there's less humidity in this part of the country. Um, and you just, it's kind of like a great guide to just go, I just want to say something to God about how amazing this is. And we reach back to one of Psalms of David, accompanied by stringed instrument, by the way, says there in the, uh, in the instructions. And it goes on like that. So that's another example. Psalm 25 is another example of, it just starts off like this. Oh Lord, I give my life to you. I trust in you, my God. Do not let me be disgraced or let my enemies rejoice in my defeat. So again, there's another nuance that comes that how often has anybody prayed recently something to the effect of, don't let me be disgraced, God. Is that a prayer that comes to mind? No. 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 But there it is. Right. And so I'm suggesting that by refreshing ourselves with with scriptural psalms and and prayers that we can we can renew and create some new vigor uh, and intimacy in our own prayers with God. So that was Psalm mm -hmm. 25. We this the interesting thing about Psalm 25 is that he intersperses his prayer to God with self-talk. Let me give you the transitional part. Verse 7 of Psalm 25 goes, uh, Do not remember the rebellious sins of my youth. Remember me in the light of your unfailing love. For you are merciful, O Lord. And then, it doesn't break it in the psalm. You have to notice it yourself. But then it goes to the next verse, which is, David says this, The Lord is good and does what's right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. He leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. This is not a prayer. This is David's self-talk going on. And so again, I kind of want to encourage people who do this mm -hmm. and realize this is a age-old practice. We start my prayer, and then I do a little self-talk over here on the side. It may be positive. It may be negative. <laughs> okay? And then... After that self-talk, he, here's the transition of verse 15. My eyes are always on the Lord, for he rescues me from the traps of my enemies. And then he jumps right back in. Turn to me and have mercy, for I am alone and in deep distress. My problems go from bad to worse. Oh, save me from them all. And on and on to the end of that psalm. And so again, as a model, I want to suggest, because sometimes people berate themselves about this, I start praying, and then I do some self-talk. And I go, oh, what am I doing? I need to get back to praying. Well, we see David actually writes this all down for us, and we see it as there's nothing wrong with this practice of praying, a little self-talk, then come back to praying. And there's a number of psalms. In fact, that's, that's a pretty common thing. 
in the Psalms. Right. So, mm-hmm. there's more. I don't. I'm not sure. Then there's then there's Psalms where he kind of introduces what he's going on. He, he, he uh, Psalm 39 goes like this. And this is not, a, I mean, it's the Psalm of David. He says, I said to myself, this is how he starts off the Psalm. I said to myself, I'm going to, I'm going to quit complaining. <laughs> I'll keep quiet, especially when the ungodly are around me. So someone has really bugged me about the, the crap kind of stuff that they're doing to me or to other people. And as I stood there silently, the turmoil within me grew to the bursting point. The more I mused, the hotter the fires inside. Then at last I spoke and pled to the Lord. And so here is this transitional thing that helps us to understand pray without ceasing or pray continually. Something really gets David stirred up. And then he goes, Lord, help me to realize how brief my time on earth will be. Hmm. Now think about that. That could be that it's his call to action that it's not that he is giving up on the earth that all these evil people are doing bad things. So I'm just going to check out. It is actually leading toward God. Help me to see just how little time I have to make a difference in this world. Yeah. Again, I would just encourage people. I mean, we could probably stop with the examples at this point, but I want to encourage people to realize that if you'll take some time with the Psalms and use use some type of highlighting, colored pencil, crayons, or you know, in a digital copy where you can highlight stuff, create for yourself, find some new patterns to guide your prayers. Actually, then use that Psalm as a guide. Mm-hmm. And again, I keep saying Psalms, but there's plenty of prayers in other places in the Bible besides the Psalms. And do that. So that's that. Um, yeah, because it could kind of help you... Think of things to pray for that you've never, on your own, thought like this is not even a part of my life that I've really thought to pray about. Right. right. And this is not a part of my emotional right. or, or, or spiritual self that I've not even involved into a prayer. Right. So another example, again, I'm skipping ahead, Psalm 90, which the reason I want to read just excerpts of that, which is actually the whole thing is a prayer. It's marked as 17 verses in our Bibles. But the interesting thing about it is that it's a prayer of Moses. And sometimes people think that all of the Psalms were by David or by the musicians of the temple. But this is where they reached back, grabbed a prayer of Moses and put it into the songbook. Hmm. And it's actually just a prayer. And so then this is what Moses prayed at some point. It doesn't tell us exactly when it happened, but I'm guessing maybe at a, at a high point in his life because hmm. Moses had some tough things happen too. But he just it goes like this, Lord, through all the generations, you have been our home. Now think about what Moses had gone through. He was leading the children of Israel from Egypt to the promised land. And did he get to lead the people to the promised land? No. No, because of crazy stuff that went on people can read yeah. it for themselves but did you hear that first thing that Moses starts off with think about where his mind is he doesn't get to see the promised land but what does he say Lord through all generations you have been our home we don't have to get to our home you are our home hmm. again by using a psalm we can refresh and stimulate new way 
of thinking about our prayers to God. Mm. That's a great psalm. And this is this is one of them that I like because it goes, uh, he kind of comes back to before the mountains were born, you gave birth to the earth and the world. And so he reaches all the way back and then it brings it up to in the middle of that psalm, verse um, verse 10, well, verse 9. Um, we live our lives beneath your wrath, or in other words, under your your watchful judgment. You have the, the authority to say right and wrong. Ending our years with a groan. Seventy years are given to us. Uh, some even live to 80. But even the best years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they disappear and we fly away. Hmm. Did anybody recognize that phrase? We fly away. That song? I'll yeah, fly away. the old kind of bluegrassy kind of country hymn. Yes, exactly. I'll fly, I'll fly away. away. There's yes. a lot of singing in this episode. We should have warned people. Yes. <laughs> uh, impromptu singing. <laughs> so, teach us, verse 12, to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. O Lord, come back to us. How long will you delay? Take pity on your servants. Satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love. And how vital would that sentence, satisfy us each morning. Satisfy me today, Lord, with your love. I don't need a bigger breakfast. I don't need, you know, I just need to be satisfied with your love. Again, when we're wanting to refresh and enhance our prayer life, these are great models for Mm. us. Um, Sandy already mentioned Psalm 139. It is nearly a prayer in its entirety, mm. and it's a you know it's a, it's a longer it's 24 verses. Yeah. And I actually was in a high school Sunday school slash Bible class. You know that was happened either before or after church. I don't remember now. Um, that we used. Uh, verses 23 and 24 at for a while our teacher made us recite it as our closing prayer Mm. and so again when you think about leading a child or leading your family here's an evening prayer or here's a here's the end of the here's the end of the moment prayer search me god know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting yeah, we had a song for that one, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's our journey through the Psalms. I do want to introduce a few more thoughts before we get to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. And so one of them is um, thinking about how, again, if a person, if you consider yourself poetic or like literal, you know, make some literary creativity, um, you can take passages of Scripture like uh, 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 11, and verse 3, praise, uh, praise be the God. And... Try that again. Try that again. <laughs> praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So this is technically not a prayer, but um, I, I have an article that I kept from a long time back, have a copy of 1989 from a magazine called Christian Standard. An author, Ward Patterson, wrote a lot of stuff for, for Standard uh, Christian Standard magazine and such. 
And so he introduces this concept. He made a prayer from the concept of these, not just those verses I read, but a handful more after that. And so we could just kind of see it. And one, he laid it out in one of those shape kind of poems. Yeah. Kind of things. Okay. Spatial poem. Thank you. I couldn't remember what that was called. <laughs> Sandy, are you looking There's at that? There's my university education. Would you mind reading just part, like the, the first little bit of that? I praise you, God, for you are the Father of my Lord Jesus Christ. You are the Father of compassion, comfort, salvation, endurance, hope, resurrection, deliverance, help, gracious favor, and answered prayer. Which that was like walking down stairs the way he did yeah. that. You lift me up when I'm down, strengthen me when I am weak, and console me when I am depressed. You bind up my wounds, you heal my hurts, you are generous with your comfort. Whatever is wrong, you can make right. So the the poem goes on, and uh, I suppose, yeah. I mean, I, I should probably double check, but I could probably include this in a, in a blog post, that kind of the uh, supplemental to yeah. this uh, podcast, because it's... It's late. It's it's you know it's got a bit more to it, but I like the fact. Again, I want to encourage people to think about. Well, so you see a great a, a thing in the Bible, and you go, oh man, that's really you know resonating with me, speaking to me. Turn it into a prayer. Right. Actually, write it down and then use it. Don't just write it down and then yeah. you know lose it, but actually put it into um, some type of of way that you're going to repeat that. So that's another example of what we can do to help enhance and make our prayer moments more intimate with God. Uh, I want to just throw out a couple more ideas, especially to those who are in maybe religious church backgrounds that have a lot of memorized prayers, to think about how all of this comes into play with that. Maybe even a memorized prayer becomes a guide to personal prayer and maybe a memorized prayer even actually is your prayer for a certain moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I did include just in my notes, and I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's, it's, again, it's a little longer prayer. But it's one that's called Patrick's Breastplate, which is attributed to Patrick of Ireland, St. Patrick. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I, as I kind of did some research, there's a few variations of how this prayer is written out. and But I, I've prayed this prayer at times when I just was like, really stuck and needed to kind of expand where my thoughts were, that I just was too narrow in the moment. So let me just read a little bit of this. And it is an interesting um, prayer because it's also like a um, commitment. Okay. So uh, Patrick's best breastplate, I'm going to read the first uh, maybe three stanzas or so. I bind, on, I bind unto myself today the strong name of the Trinity. By invocation of the same, the three in one, and one in three. I bind this today to me forever. By power of faith, Christ's incarnation, his baptism in the Jordan River, his death on cross for my salvation, his bursting from the spiced tomb, his riding up the heavenly way, his coming at the day of doom, I bind unto myself today. So there's a lot of that. And some people, some of you might be familiar with this. But I like one of these, and this is, I've often prayed this stance, it's like the later part of this, that I've prayed this at times just to get a day started when I really felt overwhelmed. Christ be with me, Christ within me, Christ behind me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, 
Christ to win me, Christ to comfort and restore me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ in the quiet, Christ in danger, Christ in the hearts of all that love me, Christ in the mouth of friend and stranger. And so again, that's a commitment kind of prayer that is attributed to this tradition of Patrick. And for me, it it became a moment, it, it was a helpful little prayer to kind of jar me out of a very narrow kind of thinking. So I find that helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's one more on there that Sandy will recognize right after that mm-hmm. in our notes. Well, Micah will too, the serenity prayer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it has come down through the centuries, and the version that we have right here in front of us, which I think I'm going to have Sandy read, is by Reinhold Niebler, who was a pastor slash theologian of about 100 years ago. Okay. And people will recognize this prayer, but it actually has his full writing of it, which he adapted from other versions of it through the centuries. Oh, okay. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. Taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life, and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. Thanks. So I hope that people are getting the idea that it's not just about creativity because sometimes I don't feel creative when I find a written prayer that then I just use as a guide. I don't feel very creative, but it actually is a very creative thing because I'm creating a new pattern inside of me of prayer. And I think that, I think that we all need that from time to time. Mm -hmm. Um, And we haven't even touched on liturgies churches that use liturgies or maybe you've been to events that have liturgies Mm -hmm. liturgies can also be a thing that can refresh our intimacy in prayer and also then i haven't even touched on one that a lot of people are more familiar with is that songs like contemporary christian music worship songs and people will i mean i've done it myself where a song just kind of gets in my head and i use it a lot as a prompt for prayer Mm-hmm. and a guide for prayer and even some of the phrasing and it might actually be a prayer and mm-hmm. actually turn it into a prayer so those are all things that people could end up doing so i just kind of want to just kind of wrap up this podcast with just encouraging people to consider the value of memorized or guided or written prayers to move ourselves beyond a place that we might be just really feeling stuck move beyond an empty prayer time where we just kind of do, okay, just, you know, say a quick prayer and get on the road. Um, And even break out of what we call impromptu prayers that often sound like they're memorized (laughs) because there's no creativity in that impromptu prayer. And just realize that all of that is going to move us forward in a more intimate relationship with God. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this no God podcast. If you have uh, questions that you'd like answered, just please uh, contact us at nogod at tonykafka.com. We're always looking for questions to answer and always looking for ways to encourage uh, you, our listeners. We also want you to know that we have more resources on our website, tonykafka.com, 
And from that website, you will also find the uh, link to our Patreon page. Patreon is a creator's page where we add a lot of resources that might be a benefit to you. And so please take a look at that. We have uh, Sandy's blog. We have my blog. We have uh, a writing that we do that's called uh, Journal View, which is taking our journals from either recent or way back in the past and writing about an event and how we learned more about each other and how we grew in our relationship, the challenges that we had, and also how we came to know God better as well. And so take a look at that. It is a tier subscription-based site. And so it has uh, things that are available, including a community channel, which is a way to direct text with us and other Patreons, uh, people on Patreon, as well as uh, some video chats as well in some of the tiers. And so take a look at that at Tony Kafka.